This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Hi, everybody. Stacy here. And thank you for joining me today. I, you know what? I'm always excited about podcasts. I always am. But today, we are going to be talking about what is at the very epicenter of our God's heart. And what is that? Ooh, it's love. So I pray that as Stacy Burton, yay, and I have our conversation today, that Holy Spirit brings a revelation to your heart of how much the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe, the creator of all, loves you personally. Yes, come, Jesus, come, Holy Spirit, reveal your love. Stacy, welcome. Hello, thank you. I am so glad. I love it when you're when we get to be together in the studio. It Our conversations so are the best, whether they're in your office or my office, but particularly here. Yeah. It's fun to bring them here. It is. So I'm going to toss it over to you, Stacy, because one of our conversations recently, um, you shared with me some beautiful ways that God is pursuing your heart. And breaking through what so many of us have is this, this barrier between what we know in our heads to what we actually know in the depth right. of our being. So um, friends are listening. <laughs> can, you, can you tell them what's going on? Yeah. We're just going to jump right in. Yeah, we're going to jump right in. Um, how do I begin? Yeah, how right. How do I begin? How do you begin? I, I'm going to give you a little backstory. Oh, good. Um, of what I've been dealing with probably feels like most of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm 48. I can't remember a season without it, but I struggle with anxiety. Okay. And I have realized that at the core, I recently I realized, I I think it is at the core self-hatred. And the word love, I just don't feel worthy of love and believing that love is conditional. So I think that's the internal battle. Right, right. The battle. So you, the anxiety rooted in self-hatred and just not believing that you're worthy of it. you got to earn it. Yeah. And so when it comes to God, Mm. it does feel like I am not worthy of him loving me. It's great for everyone else. And especially as I observe you, Stace, I just see you wear his love, like Mm. glory and beauty. Mm -hmm. And it's I love observing it, and I I just am like okay, but is that for me? Can I trust right, that's for me? Right, right. So, and of course that relates in, or relays into my relationships, and trusting other people's love for me. Oh, that's such a yeah, exactly. Trusting the possibility even of right. other people's loving you, and such yep. a big thing between my husband and me. Mm. I mean, it's it's so hard. We've been married 25 years this year. I'm like, do the math. Um, yeah. And oh, people still, relate to that so much, yeah. Stacey. I actually remember when John said he loved me 
and it pierced me. Like mm-hmm. I got it. And I'm thinking this is like 15 years into our marriage. And he said, I love you. And I actually gasped. Like I had a visceral reaction. So this is really relatable. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah. even in marriage. Yeah. Right. So in my anxiety, in my feeling of unworthy of love, like so many moments of just literally being paralyzed with anxiety, led by shame, and just physically just like this darkness of self-loathing. I think that's where the paralyzation is, right? Yeah, awful. So about a year ago, I started on Zoloft Mm -hmm. because the anxiety was such a crippling thing. And it played such a huge role. So I've been doing years of counseling, and I work at Wild at Heart, so I really fought going on Zoloft. But I did realize there's something deeper that I just needed help with. Um, and it it was so helpful. It helped me move from being motivated by shame to finding a place of kindness for myself. Wow. At the same time— while my mood became lighter and I was able to start experiencing joy and laughter, it was wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I also realized my motivation was sinking. Like, for the past year, all I really wanted to do was binge watch Netflix, drink more than my body probably wanted me to, and eat. Like, uh-huh. I've gained 20 pounds in the last year. No! I you ate. cannot see it. I binge watched and I ate. Yes. Um, so something was going on. Something was going on. Yeah. But again, the shame about it was gone. I, I don't like that I can't button my jeans, but I, I was able to love myself. Yeah, like you give permission. Yeah. Like you're going through something and this is happening. Yeah. Wow, I love that so yeah. much. I mean, to the extent where before this, if there was a sock on the floor, I'd like rage clean my entire house. Now I would step over this sock for a week and just be like, huh. It was, I know, Eric loved it. <laughs> My kids loved Get it. Get your own sock. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but it, it was very weird of more grace and kindness to myself, but also who is this person? Oh, it's almost like, so was that always there, but you were just oh. living so rigidly? Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. Huh. That's a really good. Some permission to let down. Permission to let down. And so- I think what was going on, I just needed soothing. I just needed rest. Yeah. Because so much of my life was, again, motivated by shame. Yeah. Get up at five, work out. If I don't, I'm a terrible person. Keep the house clean. If not, terrible person. Mm. So my words this year, God gave me two words, and it was peace and unconditional love. So this, you know, nine months after I started on Zoloft, and and it, it was curious, like, Is it peace as a result of knowing unconditional love? I don't know. We're working on it. When God gives me words, I become very curious and I go all in. Yeah. So peace and unconditional love, but it's also very difficult to sit in. Like love to me is conditional. So why, God, are you bringing the word unconditional love Mm, to me? mm -hmm. So yeah, very curious. I've been sitting in that for a few months. So that's a little bit of the backstory about what God has recently done a very powerful thing. And I, I've been curious, like, I'm 48. Why is he bringing this up now? And I do think, like, he is just constantly working in our lives, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking. <laughs> I love it. Yes. yes. His pursuit of you. And I have known you for how many years now? Uh, 11, 12, 11 13. or 12 years. Yeah. 
And I have seen a woman pursuing her healing and Jesus pursuing her. Thank you. So, I mean, taking her healing and her walk with God very seriously. Mm -hmm. So what I love about you getting these words from him is that your reaction was curiosity Mm -hmm. and to ask him more. Right. What is this love that's unconditional? (laughs) What is this thing you speak of? (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) And yeah, even as comfortable as it is, like I know his intention, there's big intention behind it. So what is it, God? Mm -hmm. And uh, a few weeks ago, I was driving into work and I was grumpy and anxious and super irritated. And I wanted to get a coffee, one of those sweet drinks that really isn't coffee and extremely overpriced. Yeah, one of those. One of those, but they're delicious and a little treat. But I was resisting. I was like, do I do it? Don't I do it? And God said, do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it, but I want to do it. Um, And I don't deserve it. But I did listen to God and like through the ordering, through the paying, through getting in my hand, I was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? Because God told me to do it, but err. So I'm leaving the parking lot, hit a red light, taking a sip, and I looked down at the cup lid, and it said on the lid, love abounds. What? I know. So there's a shift in my day. Oh, what did you do when you saw that? I was just like, God. Oh, God. (laughs) You're so sneaky. Oh. It was so sweet. So then I posted it on Instagram and threw the lid away and got on with my day. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't frame it. (laughs) I should have framed it, but no. It was just such a sweet, sweet little gift. Beautiful. And especially since I was just so like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Right? It's like it's like such a picture of of what you're holding with your own heart. I I really want this, but I shouldn't have it. I don't yeah. deserve it. But maybe I could, but no, I don't. But it would be no. Yeah. And God's saying, Yeah, yeah. Just go go ahead. I have a little something for you. Yeah, I do. So so sweet. Mm. So um a few days later, I didn't know God was setting me up, but he he's God. Um being curious about my words, I'm sitting with God, a very intentional time with God. Mm-hmm. I had space and time, so he invited me into this time with him. Trying to understand, trying to hear more about unconditional love, I was fasting. And, of course, the enemy was totally tempting me with food. And while I love cake for breakfast, I was really tempted by oatmeal. Of all things. You just, just food was just yeah. passing, whatever like, it is. Because need... you'd made the choice to fast. Yeah, I made yeah. the choice to fast while I was being intentional with God. And so it kept coming to my mind, like, go, go make yourself some oatmeal. And I was like, that sounds amazing. And I just, I need to sit with you, God, right now. You know, fill me, fill me, God. The food doesn't need to fill me. And so about the third time, the enemy was like, oatmeal, oatmeal, go get food. I just felt this permission from God to actually go get food. Go get some oatmeal. Go get some oatmeal. Yes. And it just took so much pressure Ugh. off of like having to fight it. Oh, yeah. And because of that lightness, I was able to say, okay, I can, but I'm not going to. I'm still going to remain with you, God. Mm. Yeah. The choice was for unity with God. 
staying in the fasting state. So again, it happens, the temptation, the desire. And again, I was like, no, Jesus, this is you and me. This is you and me. Um, But in that moment, really powerfully, I just hear God say, Stace, you can have all of the oatmeal you want. Like there is no scarcity over your life, sweetheart. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you know there's no scarcity of love? All of your needs are met. Go ahead, girl. Go eat in abundance. (gasps) Consume my love in abundance. Like it is all there for you. And be filled because you are worthy of it. Oh. And it was just no hearing that. It's so hard to put to words, but something immediately opened and he brought the image of that cup to me. Love abounds. Oh. Stace. And I experienced for the first time in my life abundant love, his abundant love. What? And again, like, it's such a a deep core feeling that it's so hard to put words to, but I experienced his abundant love. I'm clapping. I'm cheering. Oh. It was, it was amazing. And I didn't perform. I didn't do anything to receive that, right? Other than just open up a yes to him. Yeah. Starting with coffee that I didn't want. (laughs) Right. You didn't jump through a bunch of hoops that you were prescribing yourself in order to attain a certain level of whateverness. Yeah. He just said, you can, like you are worthy. And this is what I offer you, my abundant love. And and how is that um, continuing to sink in, Stacey? Hmm. It has remained. Like, I think because it's hard to put to words is because it was so deep and core. I have been experiencing going off Zoloft, and I actually have not taken it for a few weeks. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm very careful about it because I know it's not something you just get off. Right, yeah. And I'm not ashamed if I need it. Yes. But it, it's an, an experiment now of like, okay, what happened in that moment? Because it was, ah. it was so deep and core. When I start to feel anxious, I am very quickly to say, Jesus, please fill me with your abundant love. And it's a practice and it can be scary, but I'm able to go there a lot quicker and receive it versus what else is trying to get in. His abundant love is has become more of a shield that I can hide under, if you will. Oh, I love that. The protection. Yeah, yeah. a canopy over you. Yeah. His well banner said. over me is love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. So, so the beauty of this and what I want to, people to hear is that a few things, the mm-hmm. mercy on yourself, your steps for self-care, and also it took revelation. Yeah. Like this isn't new to you. You you <laughs> know that he loves you. You've been, you know, mm-hmm. you've been following him for decades. Yeah. And yet this deep reservoir that you haven't been able to attain yourself. Right. And yet you want, and then he came. Yeah. Something through the years, as you said, like I was able to open up letting his love in yeah. that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, it was obviously his hand over. Oh, yes. What I don't want is for the woman to be like, well, that's good for you. That's exactly what I've been dealing with. Is it what? Do you know what I'm saying? I I just not. You don't want people to hear like, oh, that's for you. That's nice for you. But that's. Yeah. That's so like. Okay. So right now, right now, women, men that you were listening, um, don't push this away Mm. as as not possible for you. We do that. We do that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loves her. I get it. Look at her life, you know, and from a distance, it looks fabulous. So, which I guess that was my point. Like, I've been observing you and. Uh, I just love how you step into his, to being his beloved. I love that you see that. That's, yeah. Wow. Thank you. I do. Yeah. I mean, God is so intimate with each of us. With each of Personal us. Personal. Yeah. And he's after. Listen, you listening right now, he's after you. So I want to um, unpack a verse Yeah. that completely relates this is beautiful, Stace, because this actually isn't – this isn't just you. Right. This right. is everybody. Yes. 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 And our stories are different, mm-hmm. but we've all been told things about ourselves, or we all have an internal dialogue about what we think we need to do, who we need to be, what um, – to, to get worthy, to be worthy, to whateverness. It's, it's a long list. I want to read a verse – That's very disruptive. It's John 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Okay, I've read that verse for 40 plus years, but I I don't think I've actually heard or been able to hear what Jesus is saying. So... I think I've unconsciously, what I'm hearing you did as well, is put like a spiritual firewall Mm. between me and um, this passage. Yeah. Because the radiance of these simple words, so have I loved you. Okay, surely he can't mean that. Right. But he does mean Mm -hmm. it. And when you think about it, you think about how does the father love the son? Right? Put some words to it. Um, even as you are listening right now, he he with absolute, unreserved, abundant, radiant, joyful, affectionate, glorious love beyond all imagining. I mean, words really fail, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they enjoy an eternal state of infinite love. And Jesus is saying, as the Father has loved me. Right. So have I loved you. Wow. This is the love to one who is infinitely worthy, from one who is infinitely holy. And we know that Jesus deserves it. We know it. Yeah. Of course him. Yeah. And of How course How crazy us. wild is it? So this is where, where we need the revelation for this to sink into our hearts. Because there's a part of us that just pushes it away because we think it's unthinkable. So what we have to do is submit our own minds, our own thoughts, our own understanding to what does God say? Right. And let him speak. Let him decide yeah. how he feels about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the union we are invited into. This is such a beautiful description yes. of 
the flow of love, like as it is with my father and me. So it is with you and, and me. Yes. This is the invitation. Mm -hmm. This amazing union. And he says, as the father is in me, so I am in you. Right. Um, yeah. And the, this next part of that is now remain in my life. Yes. Yes. So stay there. Yeah. Stay there. And I was looking at the words and in, now remain in my love, is actually a word that can mean like to rest. <gasps> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Rest, rest in, in it. Rest in my love. Rest in it. Mm-hmm. I love the picture that some people have of God's love, his abundant, amazing, immeasurable mm-hmm. love, being like the ocean where you can't see the end of it. If yeah. You were in the middle of it any direction. So rest in that, like float on that. Oh. oh. Let his love uphold you and rock you. I like that. I love that rest in it. Mm-hmm. It's such a posture. He has us. Okay, I'm going to read a couple other verses. Okay. Because this is just about how how does he feel about us, really? What does he mm-hmm. say? What has he done? Who are we to him? Right. Okay, John 3, 35. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? John 8, 54, the father glorifies the son. You know this, yeah, Romans 8, 30, those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm. Past tense. John 10, 38, we talked about this. The Father is in me, Jesus says, and I am in the Father. They are one. They're completely one. We get that. But then Jesus says, I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. John 14, 20. Okay, John 5, 20. The Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. Then John 15, 15, Jesus says, I have called you friends. For all that I've heard from my Father, I have made known to you. This is just the coolest. Okay, there's a zillion of these, you guys. (laughs) There's a zillion. Here's John 3, 35. The Father loves the Son. John 17, 23. You, Father, loved them even as you loved me. You know, this is worth doing a a study on. Here's another one. Matthew 3, 17. This is my beloved son. You know this right after he's baptized. With whom I am well pleased. Luke 2, 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Stacey and listeners, friends, what if right now, God is restraining himself from ripping the sky open and saying over you, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. What if that's exactly his attitude towards you? What if he delights in us like that? Because he says he does. Here's Zephaniah, our favorite 317, he will rejoice over you with gladness. 
He will quiet you with his love. By his love, he will exult over you with loud singing. This is our God. This is his heart towards us. What if the heart of our God is burning with love and desire for you? He says that's what his heart is doing. This is so wonderful because our God actually is not holding anything back. He's holding nothing back. There's so much more to say about this, but I also want to give it back to you, Stacy, to like, again, where you're going. And, um, and then I want to close with a hymn. Ooh, I'm not going to sing it. Aw. You know, <laughs> sorry. But um, I love the old hymns because they really, like, they get yeah. it, the thickness of – and I love – modern, you know, worship as well. Yeah, yeah. This but there's morning, something pure about there it. There is. Yeah. And it's just truth. So so this morning I was camping in the song, How He Loves Us. Mm. But I'm going to tell you guys, there's a version by Upper Room. I think it's Alyssa Smith or Elisa Smith. Listen to that one. Okay. Like um, We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes because it is a, an avenue by which God can access our hearts. Mm. And tell us the truth. Yeah. And we pray, reveal it to us, God. Yes, God. Let it let us own this. Yeah. Because he wants us to. Is there anything else you would like to say to, to our friends, the beloveds that are listening exactly. right now? Well, as you were saying those verses, yeah. um, I was just curious to ask the listeners like how their body responded to that. Because mm. even with my experience, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, really? I, I don't know. Were you withdrawing some or were you feeling tense? I was feeling myself withdrawing. Again, just the the response I've lived with for so long of, yes. oh, but me. And when I think of the word beloved, I do struggle with it. Mm-hmm. It feels all flowery and romantic. So yeah, yeah, I did yeah. do a big word study on it. Uh-huh. And what I discovered is it actually means what it means. Like, I was hoping for a little more clarity. But, yes, like, to settle in with, to be his beloved is to be loved, to Mm. be known. Yes. And to be his. And to settle in without having to do, to settle into being his beloved there's really nothing you have to do to receive that. So while I initially tense up, I can take a breath now and just just rest in it, just to be known by him, just to be loved by him. It always feels risky. Yeah. It does feel risky, but I just love your vision of what if what if he just wants to stop everything, rip through the clouds yes. and just— I love that thought of he's just restraining himself. He's just himself. restraining like, oh, himself. This is my heart. This is what I want. Yes, he is doing that over you, over each of over you. Over each of us. Thank you, God. Uh, so, so you guys, the, the most important question that you need to answer is who is God? What is he like? Who is this Jesus? Because it's going to affect every aspect of your life, how you experience life, the choices you make what your relationships are. Who is this God? And then the second most important question is who am I? Mm. Who am I then? 
And who gets to determine my worth, my value? Because friends, let me remind you, the only one that has the right and the authority to tell you who you are is the creator of the universe. And he has spoken. He has decided. And there is nothing that will change his mind. So revelation, Jesus, get this in, that we might see your love, embrace it, swim in it, flow in it, rest in it, and then love you back. So here, here's, a, here's a fabulous hymn. And can it be that I should gain, I'm going to cry, an interest in the Savior's blood. Died he for me who caused his pain? For me who him to death pursued? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Friends, hear this again and let your soul rest in it. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Stacey, can you close our time and just pray for those that are listening today? Yes. Father, Jesus, Spirit, I just thank you for gathering us today. For the ears and hearts that are listening, may you come profoundly and deeply for them. Not out of anything they do, but just the fact that they are your daughters, they are your sons. God, fill them with your love, fill them with your peace and hope and speak to them words of truth, of who they are to you. Meet them where they are. Speak to them in their heart's language and song, God. We love you. We thank you for loving us first, God. Mm. Oh, we thank you for loving us. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you so much. And bless you, everyone. Bless you. I look forward to gathering again. Hi, everyone. This is Stacy Burton, the producer of the Captivated Podcast. If you've been a regular listener, you've heard the encouraging teachings offered and the incredible conversations Stacy has had with her guests. So wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. May you be filled with the goodness of his love today, and we look forward to having you join us next time. Mm-hmm.